everybody, and welcome to the Awaken Together podcast. I am Jen, and today I'm having on a very special guest, and she is going to share with us all about human design. I discovered her profile on TikTok, found her on Instagram, and I just immediately resonated with her energy and wanted to hear so much more about human design from her. So without further ado, welcome, Michelle. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. We are so pumped. We have definitely referred to human design a couple of times. So this episode has been long awaited. I'm so excited to dive in. I could talk about human design all day long. <laughs> I, I feel the very same about astrology. <laughs> and it was really funny. The first time I had ever even heard of the term human design, I had made a post on Instagram when I first started my business account. And I was sharing that I was a type six Enneagram, what my big three was in astrology, what my love language was, what my Myers-Briggs was. And then a girl commented in my section, she was like, oh, if you're really into this stuff, maybe you should check out the thing called human design. And I was like, Oh, okay. Let me look at it. And that opened a whole door. And I was like, I think I need to pause this because I'm going to be so into this that I think I need to integrate in like small chunks. <laughs> totally. I, I agree. Like if you're into astrology, I feel like human design is just kind of like the, a different side to the same story. It's just, it's very similar And I mean, human design incorporates astrology aspects into it. So it's already like, ooh, this is going to be really interesting. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Can you go ahead and tell us at the beginning of the episode for anyone that wants to follow along, just what human design is and maybe how you can look up a basic chart so that if people want to follow along with the information we share, they can do it? Yeah, of course. So if you've never heard of human design before, like don't feel bad. It is not nearly as mainstream as I feel like it is just because I talk about it every single day. But when I go home or talk to any of my friends that are not into the online space, they have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) So human design, it ultimately is a understanding of your aura or your energy. So it combines a lot of different modalities like quantum physics, the Kabbalah system, I Ching, astrology, um, to create this beautiful body graph. And your body graph is really this blueprint to understanding the person, the soul, the being that you were designed to be. I'm a firm believer that the second you are born is when you are living as your most authentic self. And as we age, we kind of lose that because we start to condition or change who we are, what we say, how we dress, what we eat, what we act like to fit into our family, to fit into society And we get conditioned to believe that some things are good and some things are bad, all depending on your, how you were raised, partially genetics as well. But um, so human design, I feel is this tool to kind of go back to who you were that second you were born and, and see those qualities and work through the wounding and the generational trauma that your body and your mind are holding on to so that you can get back to living a satisfying, fulfilling life as your most authentic self. 
Oh, so well said. <laughs> so well said. I love it. So good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, so that's a little empowering that to know that you already have all of those in- amazing qualities within you because you've already been them, right? So there's nothing in your, in your human design that you've never been because usually as children, we live out our human design very well because we have very little conditioning. And as we get older, that's when we start to stray away from it. Uh, so if you have never pulled your human design chart before, there are a few websites that you can use. I am not affiliated with any of them, but my body graph is a great uh, resource. And myhumandesign.com is another amazing resource. So you can go to either of those websites. You can honestly just Google human design and there will likely be a free chart reader Um do not pay. Like if something is asking you to pay, like don't pay for it. Like you can get your chart for free. Um, and all you need is your birthday, your birth time and your birthplace. So is it important to have an accurate birth time? I would say yes. Maybe not as important as in astrology. Yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs> the degrees are a really big deal. Um, but as close as possible is just going to give you the most accurate information. But overall, most, most people's charts don't change that much throughout the day, depending um, on the situation. So if you don't have your birth time, you can just run a few times throughout the entire day. Or if you know you were born in the morning, run a few charts in the morning um, and then just really focus on your type, your strategy and your authority, because those are the three most fundamental pieces of your design and everything else is dependent that you're living according to those three things. Thank you. That is so helpful. So yeah, if you want to pause and just pull it up, that could be kind of helpful to have as we go through the episode. When you first pull up your human design chart, it looks like a like different language. <laughs> you don't know it. Like I was like, whoa, this looks crazy, but I love it. And yeah, I immediately started opening like 10 tabs up and was searching all the little things, trying to piece my own little chart together when I first started. But Michelle, can you tell, tell me how you fell onto human design and just kind of what your looks, your life looks like since you've incorporated a little bit of that and added it to your path? (laughs) Yeah, totally. So, and it's so easy to get into that human design rabbit hole. Like that was me for a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to just work and listen to human design YouTube videos and podcasts. And I would read all the books. And that was long before I decided to even start spreading this message with other people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so my my journey with human design is pretty, I would say, I want to say common, but but maybe not. Um So for the first 27 years of my life, I lived very normal, (laughs) normal as can be, right? I went to high school, graduated to college, graduated, went to graduate school, got a master's degree in molecular biology. So almost like the complete opposite degree (laughs) as a spiritual anything. Um, Then I got married, um, got a full-time job, very following America's ladder of life. And when I was 27, I was working my first salary, full-time job. My husband got the opportunity to 
get a job in Florida. So we had lived in Wisconsin at the time and we both were raised there our entire life. Like we had most of our family, all of our friends, and we decided to go for it. We figured we could always move back if it didn't work out and life is worth taking risks for. So we moved to Florida where we knew no one. Uh, and I was starting to work remotely. So this is before everything that happened in 2020. It was actually in the middle of 2019. So this was my first time working remotely. Uh, and then moving away to a new city was like very isolating. Uh, I was spending all day by myself. I had no friends here outside of my husband who's gone at work all day. And I was very busy back home. Like I was a yoga instructor. I taught group fitness. So I was always like with my friends or I was at the studio. So I was like fairly busy back home. So then when I moved, I caught myself with all this free time and my clients back home were like, we still want to do classes with you. So can you do some coaching online? So I said, sure. I started like doing my group fitness online for the studio. And this kind of prompted me to um, want to go into the online coaching space. Cause I was like, I have all this free time, might as well go for it. And as I was starting to build my business in 2019 is when I came across human design, because if any of you have started a business online, I feel like personal development is like a huge aspect of that. So naturally, as I was starting to learn more about becoming a better version of myself, I stumbled across human design and I, <laughs> I loved it and hated it at the same time. So when I first pulled my chart and found out I was a projector, I was actually pretty angry that <laughs> I wanted to be a manifesting generator. Cause I read about all the types before I actually pulled mine. Cause I wanted to be like, Oh, I want to be a manifesting generator. And when I wasn't one, like, <laughs> I was so mad, <laughs> so mad. So I studied human design for a year after that. Okay. And I was obsessed, but do not follow in my footsteps because what I did was I just studied, but I didn't apply anything. So my life didn't really change for that first year, even though I had copious amounts of human design knowledge, because I was too afraid to apply these practices into my real life. And it takes a little, like, I believe everyone's journey is on its path for a reason. And for me personally, the reason that I found human design so hard to embody was because I had to come to terms with the way that I've been living my life for 27 years was wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy to just be like, oh yeah, everything I've been doing is wrong. Let me just do it a brand new way. So the past three years have really been breaking down all of the conditioning and the beliefs that I had, especially around work and worth and output, because 
I'm an airy sun, Capricorn moon. Let me tell you, I love to work. <laughs> I saw it and I saw your cancer rising. I was looking at your stuff. I was like, I love it. Yeah, gonna, I'm a mess. Of, we're going to have to definitely nerd out in the links of human design and astrology, but we'll put that on the side. And definitely, <laughs> definitely. But, and even in my human design, like I have a right angle cross of service. I have a lot of root pressure energy. So it's just like, there's a lot within my design that I am here to work, but that looks so different. Yeah. So if you are reading about your human design and you feel like it doesn't resonate, it's very likely that you're just really, really conditioned because that was exactly where I was. Like I was conditioned to be a manifesting generator. I was raised by a single father who is a manifesting generator. So I'm not surprised that that's how I was acting. And society kind of pushes you to be a a manifester or a manifesting generator as well. So I was just overworking. And when I pulled my chart, it said, you're meant to rest and only work like three to four hours a day. I was like, yeah, no. There's no way you can be successful doing that. But I've been really pushing my limits within not only my full-time career, but also in my business by prioritizing myself, prioritizing my rest and actually working less. And I've been prospering and getting more done and still seeing so much success. So give it a chance, even if it doesn't feel right, it's going to feel challenging, but it is so life-changing. So like now where I'm at today, three years later, after finding out my human design, my marriage, oh my gosh, it has completely transformed my marriage because I can understand my husband at an energetic level, even though he doesn't understand human design, me understanding mine and how his work together and how I can now see him so differently. I have so much more compassion and so much more understanding And it completely just transforms the way that I communicate. Um, Understanding my authority, so that's how you're meant to make decisions, has been a game changer. It helps me feel confident in who I am and what I want and what I'm doing. And really for the first time, I think in my entire life, so I'm turning 30 in like eight days, I finally feel the most confident in who I am and what I'm doing. I'm, I used to think that I was confident, but now I know that it was a, a false confidence. And this is now knowing my human design. It's, this is a true grounding core stability that I can't really describe until you get here. Oh my gosh. I love it, Michelle. So such a beautiful story. Um, I definitely want to hear really practically, like what all of, yeah, you, Um, honoring your authority and what that looks like, and even just um, honing in on what it looks like to know your partner's energy body. But I definitely want to kind of explain what those things are a little bit. So if you're listening along, you have that uh, reference. But yeah, thank you for sharing that story. And I, I feel like kind of similar when I fell onto astrology, I think human design will come a lot easier as I continue to like learn it, but it took a long time for me to embody any of the stuff because I also was very surprised of the accuracy of it. I think I kind of went into this like logical minded, like, let me try to find error in this, like before I like (laughs) believed in all of it, you know, it's just really shocking 
to sign up for the belief system, even that we have like kind of a soul blueprint and that there's this, this way we came into the world and honoring that maybe you felt that way a little bit as you learned human design, but it takes a while to embody because you're also so shocked that there's this, yeah, there's these systems that have um, kind of pointed that we have a soul blueprint that blew my mind at the very beginning of my spiritual kind of journey. Oh yeah. Same. And I mean, so I'm kind of learning astrology in reverse. Cause when I was younger, I wrote off astrology so bad because of a pop mainstream astrology. Yeah. I, only, I was an Aries and I did not resonate with like being hot tempered, wanting to fight people. Uh-huh. So I was like, I'm not an Aries. Like this is so not real. <laughs> like uh-huh. this doesn't resonate. But then when I learned about my big three and then I was like, oh, wait, like this is way more in depth. This is way more accurate. So I feel like human design is very similar. Like people learn about their type and they don't resonate with certain aspects. So they might just write it off. But your type is very similar to like your sun sign in astrology. Like it's important for you to understand. But there are other aspects, like once you get a little bit more in depth that can kind of be what we call conundrum. So like different parts of your design can kind of make you feel like they counter counterdict each other, but you just have to kind of like experiment with it and find that balance and find it's a spectrum. So I feel like that's, what's so great about human design is we're pulling away from this binary view of like, this is me. That's you. It's like, we can be on this spectrum of energy. So like some projectors are going to have more energy than other projectors. It doesn't mean every single projector has to work three hours. Same with like many gens, right? Some are going to be way more energetically elevated than others, all depending on other aspects of your chart. So really starting to shift to this view of I'm a many gen, so I'm hyper to, oh, this is a spectrum. Where does my energy fall on this energetic spectrum? Yeah. Yeah. It makes so much sense. And yeah, so it's like, it's like piecing together a puzzle piece and it sounds very intricate and yeah, there's a lot of pieces that add up. So I'll share a little bit. Uh, when I first pulled up my chart, I'm a manifesting generator. I read into my profile, which was like a four, six, my, um, I had a sacral authority and I was just kind of like Googling all of this stuff. And yeah, it's, it felt like it set really well with me. And I definitely, um, yeah, it definitely piqued my interest, but one of the more unique, I have a friend that's a manifester. And when I read hers, I've always had like a unique time, like reading her energy. It just, she's felt like kind of a different energy body to me. And I piecing together, I got my, um, workbook from a shell, which we'll tell you how to do that at the end of the episode. But I have like some open centers and closed centers. So when you look at your body graph, you're going to see your energy type, and you're also going to see some colored spots in your chart and then some open spots. And I just found it very interesting that, um, with my manifestor friend, I just had a harder time picking up on her energy compared to some people. Um, and when I read that their auras are a lot more controlled and they can almost like close it off. Is that correct, Michelle? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was a closed aura. 
<laughs> yeah, I thought that was so wild because I usually can pick up on people's energy really specific. I have a lot of projector friends. And so just to read that the auras are different person to person, I found that very fascinating, especially with doing energy work. So that really, really piqued my interest. But let's go over. Can you tell us what all the energy types are? And um, yeah, just kind of a basic of that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do like a brief overview of each of the types. So, yeah. uh, generator there. So there's generators, manifesting generators, manifestors, projectors, and reflectors. So there's five energy types, um, generators and manifesting generators are very similar. You're, they're like cousins. Some human design experts categorize them as generators. So if you're looking through material, um, and you see any information about a generator is also going to apply to a manifesting generator. Uh, there just might be a couple nuances with uh, being a manifesting generator. Uh, so just think about it as like a different flavor. Yeah. Uh, but for generators and manifesting generators, y'all are the, you're the most popular types. And I know that that's sometimes annoying I know when I was younger and I would take all these tests, you know, I always wanted to be like the most rare one, <laughs> like no one gets. Yeah. Uh, but as now knowing that I'm part of like the 30%, 20% of the rest of the world, it's not awesome because <laughs> life isn't designed for the rest of us, yeah, but it is designed sense. for you. So know that really you're here on earth to do what you love like, and master the human experience. Like, that's what you're here to do as a generator and a manager. So following your gut, like having a physical body response to the things that you do in your life are key. Uh, so if anything, like everything you do, just listen to your body. And if your body's telling you like a full body, yes, like that's, that's your indicator. Um, Is there a difference in the aura for a manifesting generator and generator? Because it's supposed to be, we have kind of more of an out, like can take on the room, right? A little bit more than others. Yeah. So when you look at the different auras of the different types, the generator manigen aura is technically the same, uh, but the way that it works can be a little differently. So your aura is open and enveloping. So when I think when I was originally taught about an aura, right, it's like that energy field that's like a bubble six feet around you. Definitely. That is the generator, the Manny Gen aura. It's very like circular. It's open. You you kind of play ping pong with the universe. Like you're meant to respond and to signs and things you see outside of you. So that's why your aura is very magnetic because you're really here to attract exactly what the universe wants to bring to you so that you can respond with your gut and decide if it's for you or not. Um, so you can think of your life as literally you're sitting on a beautiful throne and people are just bringing plates of <laughs> options to you and you just get to sit back and listen to your gut and look at it and say, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> it's like, how beautiful of a life is that? It's, uh, it sits well because I have always, since I was very young, just, I always am in conversation. People just flock to me and it's very, very funny. Like in public, my husband's a projector. And when he, like, we first started dating, he's like, strangers really come up to you a lot. <laughs> like I've never seen anything like it. And yeah, this has been a common thing for me. And so I always, it, it's interesting though, with boundaries, you really have to like, yeah, pay attention because when 
yeah, your aura kind of sucks up a lot. I have more of the energy for it, but it also is wild just how many uh, situations come up for me all the time that I have to, yeah, decide what to do with. So I think of the generator Manny Gen Aura almost as like a warm blanket. Like it's just this comforting, attractive, juicy energy that people just want to be around, right? And that's why those strangers, they just come up to you and people just want to talk to you because it's just like, ooh, like that energy is just very attractive, especially when you're doing something that is lighting you up. So when your energy is higher, when your frequency is higher, it's just going to attract even more. So that's really, if you want to increase your, your magnetism as a generator or a manigent, just do things that light you up, that make you really happy. And boom, you're going to, you're going to just see all these opportunities and these different things kind of popping up into your world effortlessly. Amazing. All right. Give us projectors. Let's hear it. (laughs) Yeah. So projectors are very opposite. (laughs) We're usually not the people that People come flocking to when we walk into a room and we can feel very overshadowed by our generator Manny Gen friends. Um, But as a projector, so we make up 20% of the population and uh, our strategy. So the way we navigate throughout this life is we're meant to wait for an invitation. So what incarnation does that mean? Uh, (laughs) So as projectors, we are here to provide wisdom through our perspective, not really through what we do. So that's why we're, we're really, I think about the projectors almost like, um, like the shamans of a tribe, right? They would just kind of hang out in their hut, do their own thing, always be walking around and everyone's just like, what are they doing? And they're like, oh, that's just our tribe shaman. Like they're just, (laughs) don't mind them. They're going to talk to the birds and they're going to like dig in the dirt. It's fine. But whenever you have a problem, you go to them, like they're going to help you. Uh, So that's kind of how I imagine this projector energy is like, we really are here to kind of just explore what we love, do what we love, get really, really smart and good at it. And by doing that, people are going to flock to us because then they recognize us as someone who can help them with that particular thing. And we provide them with our wisdom, our ways that they could do things better. So this generator projector relationship is so important. Because for you as a generator, as you're responding to the world, as you're navigating and mastering, right, your own human experience, you're going to hit plateaus. And that's when a projector can really see where you can manage your energy better in a way that you would never be able to see by yourself. So projectors, we're, we're here to help you understand yourself better because we can just see you in, it's almost like we can see you in high def and you can't really, you see yourself in like 720. Mm-hmm. So our perspective as projectors is what's important. So don't get so focused on like your working output. That's not what we were designed to do. We were designed to really have the wisdom and waiting for the invitation is just waiting for someone to ask for your advice or your wisdom before you give it to them. Uh, There's nothing more repelling than a projector spewing out, I know everything. And let me tell you, that was the first like 27 years of my life (laughs) telling everyone that I knew what was best for them and I was right. I mean, most of the time I was, but people aren't going to listen to you if they didn't ask because that energy is just repelling. So our aura as projectors is very focused 
So think of it as like almost a funnel forward. So our aura goes like a hundred percent into the person that we're communicating with. And if you're communicating with someone who maybe doesn't want your information or maybe doesn't see you as someone that can help them, your advice, your wisdom is going to feel like knives, kind of like cutting their skin. And that's when they get irritated. They get frustrated. They don't take your advice. And then usually projectors turn that inward as, wow, I must not know what I'm talking about because they didn't listen to me when that has absolutely nothing to do with it. So projectors, I know that waiting for the invitation makes you feel like, well, I'm never going to talk again. No one's ever going to ask me for my advice. I promise you that they will. If, and what you want to focus on, instead of focusing on the invitation, focus on yourself, focus on becoming an expert at the things that you like. If you want people to come to you for relationship advice, improve your relationship. And just by you doing that, they are going to observe and see you as someone who has a beautiful, flourishing relationship and naturally come to you for your advice. Beautiful. I know the projectors that are in our inner circle are going to love this information. Um, Give us a little breakdown of manifestors and then reflectors. I'm loving this. Yeah. Yeah. So manifestors then, so I don't know if I said, but projectors are 20% of the population. So generators and manigens are 70%. And then now we're getting into the, to the smaller groups. Uh, And I don't, I know that these percentages sound smaller, but even with like manifestors, they make up about nine to 10%, but that's still like millions of people. Yeah. And then reflectors make up 1% of the population. I've never found a reflector in the wild. I told you. Really? (laughs) I I think I attract them for some reason because I have so many reflectors in my space. Wild. (laughs) I think it's just because I go above and beyond to try and understand them because I feel like they get left out so much because people don't, talk about their type as much because they feel like there's not as many. Uh, but I love, I love my reflector. Love it. Um, anyway, so manifestors make up about 10% of the population and manifestors are, you're really here to kind of do whatever you want. Like amazing. Um, back in the day, manifestors were the king and queens of this world. Like they were the ones who kind of ran the show. Uh, but because of the way that society is changing, manifestors aren't needed as much uh, in this new society. So now energetically, manifestors kind of just want to be left alone to like do their own thing. They don't want to lead people as much um, and, and, they, and they don't have to. But what's so beautiful about the manifestor energy is that you are truly a catalyst for innovation for new things like you are like this direct connection through source in a way that you don't need anything externally to move through life so generators and manigens they're meant to respond so they need to wait for a sign before they move forward with something projectors are meant to wait for an invitation before they share their wisdom with someone manifestors you're really here to just let everyone know what you're doing so that they can get out of your way. Uh, If you get this really big urge to go create an app, you go do it. If you have an urge to open a restaurant, you listen to your authority and you go do it. So you're really here to just create, but you're not always here to finish. So your energy is very cyclical. So understand that 
you might start a lot of things and not finish them. And that's okay. That's not really your place. You're, you're here to, to let people know what you're doing, create when it feels good, and then allow yourself to rest and pass it off to the generators, the manigens, so that they can then bring that to completion. Awesome. And I, I think the, it's good to hear it through the aura because manifestors can close off their aura. They're not taking on that uncomfortable energy of people's like doubt, you know, like I feel like when I go to do something, I'm picking up a lot of things and I have to decide not to let people's opinions affect me. I feel like manifestors are very good because they can't always receive the outside, maybe auras. They can charge at things with a lot more efficiency because they're not taking on other people's shit. (laughs) Totally. And I mean, I think every manifester knows that they've been different. Like it's very apparent at a young age that people don't get them and they really can take that on and get very conditioned. I think manifestors can be the most conditioned, even more so than projectors um, because manifestors can be difficult children, right? They're children who are meant to do whatever they want. And parents don't typically let their kids do whatever they want. So they are taught at a very young age that they aren't meant to follow those inner urges and bringing that power back out can be, can be tough. And the manifest aura is so unique that like even other manifestors can't see where other manifestors are coming from. (laughs) It's not like they have this inner language. It's like, yeah, their, their aura is so individual and it's so, it can be so close that even other manifestors can't understand where they're coming from. And that's why informing is so important. Like it might seem annoying having to tell people all the time what you're doing and what you're thinking, but it's really just for the sake of them not breaking your creative flow, not getting in your way because us projectors and generators, we just, we just don't know what you're doing. We don't know what you're thinking. And we're going to ask you a trillion questions and we're going to try and get in the way and we're going to try and help where we might not be helpful. Um, so that's, that's just why informing is so key for the manifester. Wild. Yeah. That's, that sits. And it's so wild as someone who just picks up on auras with my big magnetic aura all the time. Mm -hmm. Manifestors throw me, I'm watching them and I'm like, I'm not getting anything. And I think I was around so many projectors that as I started having a few more manifesting friends, projectors have such a strong energy exchange when they're focused on you that I, I feel it. And then to have someone where I just don't feel much of anything and having to figure it out based on what they're saying. It was like, that was so crazy to read, to fit with some of the friends that I have that are manifestors. I was blown away by that. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Give us reflectors as a final and then we'll, yeah, go into a little bit of what the profile means. Yeah. Yeah. So the reflector, so you're going to hear you referred to as the unicorn as the mirror, Uh, But what's so amazing about the reflector is that you're really here to understand the collective as a whole. You're here to really understand the the other very well. Um, So if you're a reflector, that means you have no centers defined. So when you look at your body graph, it's going to be all white. And I just want you to know that, that that's great. Like there's nothing wrong with your body graph. It's not broken. There's not something wrong with you. That's just, you are able to take in wisdom from the planets and from all the people around you. And having undefined centers is actually where you gain your wisdom. So you are the most wise of of all the types. 
and you get to experience what it feels like to be every single type. So your energy is just so dynamic and getting comfortable and getting used to that is so important because that's the whole point. Your strategy is to wait a lunar cycle. And this is because the moon is able to move through your body graph and it changes your definition. So some days you might be a feel like a projector. Some days you might feel like a manifesting generator. And the way that you show up in your everyday life is going to be very different dependent on the energy that you're feeling that day. Um, so you can follow along with the transits. So that just means like where the planets are in, in space is going to change the energy that's being activated in your body graph. But you can also just do this on a personal level. Like every morning when you wake up, just acknowledge where your energy is at for that day and then base your to-do list or your activities based off of that energy. And I know so many reflectors want this consistency. They want this routine. And for some of you, like that's going to be obtainable because of other parts of your design. But for some of you, you may never feel that quote unquote routine that you're looking for. So give yourself grace to create a new definition of routine as a reflector. Um, and know that as you're making decisions, so you are like moving through this lunar cycle, talk things out with other people, journal it out throughout the whole month, and then kind of come to those conclusions because that's going to be really key because you sample, your aura is sampling. So what that means is that you're able to kind of like take bits and pieces from everyone around you and get this really collective understanding. So Manny, Jens, and Jens, they're kind of like open and they're just like attracting all, like they can just kind of attract the energy that's around them. Projectors were very focused. So we really do well with like one person. Having a lot of energy in a room can be overwhelming for a projector because we don't know where to focus. Manifestors, their aura can, is closed. So like the other auras around them don't really have an impact. But for you as a reflector, you're able to really take a little bit of everyone's aura in a space and you can take on the characteristics of those auras. So if your health or your energy is really low, you can look around the energies that you've been surrounding yourself with and start to recognize, ooh, Maybe because I'm so fatigued, I have so much brain fog, I'm feeling so tired. Maybe the people around me are also feeling this way and that's why I'm showing up this way. And then that can really, again, help you kind of initiate conversation or um, maybe provide insight or help to someone that hasn't communicated that they needed it because you just have that innate wisdom. I, I truly think that all reflectors are the true definition of empathic, whether they, they believe it or not. Wild. So cool. I got to find me a reflector. To be yes. So, so, so cool. So you pull up your chart, you see your energy type, you see your strategy and authority. Then there's like the profile and the gate. Can you just give us a little overview of just what that means? Yeah. So the, your type, your strategy. So your strategy is type dependent. So every projector is going to have the same strategy. Every generator is going to have the same strategy. Um, but your authority, that's how you're meant to make decisions. And your authority is going to, to change depending on your center definition. So um, definitely make sure that before you start exploring your profile and your centers, like these are kind of three fundamental pieces that you truly like understand because again like everything else in your chart is dependent on 
you following your strategy and your authority. And it's an experiment. So you're never going to be a hundred percent following your strategy and authority, but as long as you are putting it into practice while you also are learning to understand these other aspects, it can be really powerful. So your profile is the first piece of your design that really makes you different. So like I had said earlier, talking about things on a spectrum, every projector is not going to be the same. Every generator is not going to be the same. So a lot of that information is just very general. So your profile is the first piece that starts to bring a little bit more specificity to you as an individual. So the profile is kind of like your costume. So you're going to and that's like the role you play as your energy type. Uh, so you're going to really resonate with people who have the same profile as you, even if they have a different type, you're still going to kind of have this similar understanding of the way that you navigate this world. Uh, so for an example, like I'm a three, five profile and the way that I learn the way that I interact with other people. So the way that I learn to gain my wisdom as a projector to provide my insight while I wait for the invitation is a very different than say someone who's a two, four. So even though our strategy is the same, like our, the way we gain our wisdom and the way that we help people is going to be completely different. So learning and understanding the lines in your profile can really kind of help you see not only like this, the way that you move through the world, but also kind of your karma in this like uh, either you have personal karma or transpersonal karma. So kind of like your life path, like everyone's life path is a little bit different and your profile can give you insight on that. One awesome, good, great information. I did not know that. And I think it's very interesting that similar profiles will relate to each other. Uh, super, super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the centers, right? Yeah. And then there's like, yeah, there's the defined and undefined centers that are, are they type very, uh, varied? Like is, is every single generator going to have same open centers or closed centers? So no, uh, yes and no is kind of the answer for that. Okay. So every generator and every manifesting generator will always have their sacral defined. So that's okay. really the only center that will always be defined in those two types. And then in manifestors, reflectors, and projectors, they will always not have their sacral defined. So okay. that's like the only center that is guaranteed dependent on your type. Um, for manifesting generators and for manifestors, there is another um, quality. So to be a manifesting generator, you have to have your sacral defined and you have to have your throat center connected to a motor center. So your motor centers are your emotional solar plexus, your heart, your will. I think it's called, oh, or your ego. So that center has three names. Yeah. You have your sacral and then the root is also a motor. So sacral defined, throat to a root, or throw to a motor is going to make you a manigen. A manifester will always have their throat connected to a motor, but not have their sacral defined. Okay. So that's kind of where your manifester quality comes from by being a manigen. And, and that is where it sounds like it gets so deep. And we need, <laughs> yeah, help of, we need the help of Michelle to <laughs> help explain our chart deeper. I, I love it though. It's so good to hear like how intricate it can get with all oh the gosh. systems. I love it. Um, one of the questions that popped into my head that I'm curious about as well, 
Um, if this is very high level, <laughs> just an overview is fine. Yeah. Um, is there different responses you'll have with someone? So say you have the same, you both have an undefined center, the same, is there like a connection when you're with someone with the same open centers versus if you find someone that has maybe a closed center, what, whether yours is open, is there like an energy exchange that's unique there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So when you have a center that's white, so it's not colored in, that means you have it undefined. And that just means you don't have that energy consistently. And then if you have it colored in, that means you have that energy defined and you have it consistently. So you have that energy all the time. And that's actually the energy you put out into the world. So when you say that, like, I'm around someone right now, I'm interacting with Jen, who is a Manny Jen. So she has her sacral defined. I do not. So I am taking in her sacral energy through this conversation. And I'm going to feel a little hyper after this, probably. I'm going to feel energized. <laughs> I'm going to probably want to work and like do things. But I have to remember that this is an energy I have consistently. So it's going to eventually go away. And I need to recognize that I need to rest once it's gone. The problem with conditioning is that we think that we still have that energy even when it's gone. So we try and act like we have that energy when we don't. Um, and what's so beautiful too is that there is an aura created when you're actually communicating with someone. So there's connection charts and two people can have centers that are undefined. So say Jen and I both had our throats. Well, I know she doesn't have her throat. So we'll say the, the spleen, we both have our spleen undefined, but we each have one gate, um, like coming from different centers. Like we can create connections that could define that center when we're together oh, that so. normally it wouldn't be defined for either of us. Wow. So that's a really high level of, of human design. I, I, would totally recommend to get a connection chart with someone that you love, just kind of like see where it's at. Um, but it is just, it's so powerful that once you get an understanding of the different qualities of each of the centers, the centers are like chakras. So they each hold their own energy ports. You can really start to feel and pick up on the different energies of people you're around where you can kind of tell, Ooh, I bet you they're a defined head center, or I bet you they're a defined sacral when you have that center undefined, cause you can feel a shift within yourself. Like Amazing. I know I can. Mind blowing. Oh my gosh. So, so cool. Yeah. And it really shows the connect, like the reason we all need each other. I mean, I think that's, uh, should be an obvious, but how cool is it that each person kind of brings out a different side of us. And I think, you know, there's kind of a negative light to, I think, I think in society growing up of like mimicking people or copying and there's kind of this, uh, yeah, it's just, it, I guess it shows the bigger picture of how each person's going to bring out a little different side of us and that's okay. And that's what makes it really beautiful. Just connection in general. Oh yeah, I agree. I feel like we all were designed to create, to be a very specific role in the collective and it can be difficult when potentially your role isn't what society deems as worthy. So just always knowing that like when you align with who you really are internally, regardless of the things that you may have to do for work or whatever, like when you create that core stability within you, like 
you can't be shaken regardless of what people say, what people do, because you have such strong faith within yourself. And that's what human design has done for me. Like as a small example, uh, I still work a corporate job and I used to get so triggered by emails from coworkers if they were accusing me of like being lazy or not getting something done in time. And it used to like make my chest tight and I would get hot and I'd be like writing this passive aggressive email back. And since doing this work, like their emails literally have no physical response anymore. Like I'm just, I always respond in love. I don't even let it get to me. And like, that's just one small change that embodying my human design has given me. It's so much more peace and, and happiness, even in situations that other people are triggered. I can still show up in that peace and that happiness and that calm. And it's so nice no longer feeling out of control with, with my body and my nervous yeah. system. Oh my gosh. Beautiful growth. This is sounds like such an essential piece to a spiritual journey. So yeah. tell our listeners how they can connect with you, what your handle is and yeah, just what you offer. Yeah. So I hang out mostly on Instagram and TikTok. So my handle on Instagram is your human design coach. And then my handle on TikTok is MT Smith with three H's. So you can find me on either of those places and there's plenty of information there. Um, and yeah, I would love to connect, send me your chart, send me your, your design, and I would love to help you understand it and how you can begin to put it into practice. Oh my gosh. We so appreciate your information. I learned so much just from this conversation and yes, I appreciate you. I appreciate your knowledge, giving you those projector compliments. I love it all in. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Michelle. We will talk soon. Thank you. Thank you.